Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, everyone, it's Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. It's your old friends here to talk about homebrew, how to make your homebrew better, and, uh, you know, why your homebrew is not so bad after all. Why it's better than you thought it was. Yes. In two easy steps. Yes. One, you're drinking commercial beer. I don't know. In two, you're drinking your own. (laughs) Right. There's so much good commercial beer out there these days that it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to want a homebrew. You get lazy. You're like, well, yeah, I can just go go to the store and buy this beer. Yeah, I was talking to my friend. And I won't name his name because I don't know if he wants me to call him out or not. But uh, he goes, yeah, uh, my homebrew setup is really cool. I get in the car and I drive down to the store and I buy beer and then I come home and I drink it. It's pretty <laughs> involved. And I go, shit, that's really good homebrew system, dude. That's really smart. I need to start doing that. I need to get one of those systems. But I don't. No. So you mean you don't have a car? I don't I've have a seen car. you drive, but one. you've got the Pico it's brew from my car. Oh, okay. I have a Pico brew. Your brew right. one that comes up soon too, huh? Yep, yep. On the seventh, we'll be at Heretic Brewing Company in Fairfield, and uh, Pico so Brewing. even if you don't want to come and brew, you can come check out the Pico brew. It'll be a fun Woo. time, and uh, check out even, JP. Check me even out. Even if you don't want to talk to JP, you can check out the Pico brew. You can. Well, I'll, I'll, you bring some binoculars, right? You can look from the parking lot. Well, who, who, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to go talk to JP? A lot of people. Oh, yeah, myself there, included. You don't he talk will be to there in front of a mirror, ignoring himself. That's true. It's like, I don't even want to talk to it's that It's like dude. the opposite of one of those Siamese fighting fish. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I will not fight myself. I'll just turn away. I turn the, I turn the other's cheek to even right. myself. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. It is Dr. Homebrew, your interactive BJCP score sheet. If you guys want to get your beer into Dr. Homebrew and ask the guys here um, all the fun things about your beer, email me, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, we are always accepting submissions. We will su- we will uh, submit, su- suggest, we will accept yours as well. What? We might exactly. even give you some right answers. In other words, Maybe. We'll send see. us some beer, please. Send us some beer, please. Yes. jpbrewingnetwork.com. Before we get started, though, we would not be here without our fine sponsors, Five Star Chemicals. You go to fivestarchemicals.com, learn all about PBW. Star Sand, all the other chemicals that they have to help you clean and sanitize, uh, which you can't really do at the same time. You have to do one and then the other. It's like learning how to crawl before you learn how to walk. It's uh, this is just this is the kind of the fundamentals of making good beer, and that's what we teach on Doctor Homebrew. And Five Star Chemicals helps us get that point across. So check them out at your local homebrew shop. If your homebrew shop does not carry Five Star Chemicals, uh, email Five Star, email your homebrew shop. And uh, you know, get some uh, get some PBW in your life, man. It's uh, it's worth it. That's do, for sure. Do they have a third step for the ultra paranoid, like the super the nuclear nuclear sanitizer yeah. sterilizer? They might. I don't know. It'll sterilize you. <laughs> well, you know, know, maybe I don't know. On the commercial scale, you can get like the parasitic acid or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and, you don't uh, want to mess with that at home. No, you no. Don't. no, you definitely don't. <laughs> You'll burn your hand down to a stump. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Whoops. Homebrewing accident. <laughs> well, my hair's yeah. clean. <laughs> Unless that's what you're going for. Yeah. And then, no. uh, you know, then you're okay. Uh, okay, so we have uh, we have a lot to talk about, I think, don't we? We talked about the, uh, the brew day. Right there, um, I do want to mention our two uh, sponsor, our other two sponsors of the show who give who give stuff away. Of course, coming on as a, as a guest of Doctor Homebrew, Five Star Chemicals automatically gives you um, a little uh, thank you pack, a little prize pack for being part of the show with some PBW and Sarsen and all that kind of stuff in there. Uh, but we have two other sponsors. We have uh, Grogtag, uh, Grogtag.com, and High Gravity. Go to High Gravity Brew. Dot com and they both give awards. One is for the uh, the lowest score. It's kind of a fun little contest that we do. Um, Grogtag is the sponsor of the at least your beer will look good uh, forty dollar gift certificate. So you get forty bucks to spend at uh, at Grogtag dot com to uh, craft some some cool customizable and reusable homebrew labels or wine labels or coasters or whatever you want. And then uh, the folks at High Gravity Brew for the uh, for the other person on the show, the other guest on the show. Um, I don't want to say winner because that implies that the other person lost. 
and it's not a competition. It's not yeah, really. No. Uh, but so they're going to donate a bunch of stuff too. So uh, you know, support our sponsors. They uh, you know they give us free stuff to send out. And uh, I thought the high it. gravity award just went to the beer with the highest gravity. That's what I've been voting for. You're doing it wrong. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. Live and learn. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you know that's so those are our sponsors, and uh, you know it's a good time. And then so we have uh, a guest in the studio. We have uh, who do we have? where are my notes here? We have yep. Brian and Craig, right? That's Correct. How you guys doing? You oh, sorry, Craig. You need to turn your mic on here. Mm-hmm. That's right. There we go. One more time. Good name, Brian. That's right. There we go. I am here. Brian is here. We did it eventually. Brian's in the house. <laughs> oh man. Things uh, just got confusing. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, how you guys doing? You guys, you guys have been hanging out at the bar for a while. Doing great. Having yeah. some drinks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Um, so, what do we have? What did you guys bring in? Uh, we brought in American Amber. Okay. And we brought in a Belgian Double. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Who are we going to do first? Amber. Let's do the amber first. We're going to do the amber first. Okay. We got a nice fresh bottle of it here. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Let's uh, let's break into that. whose amber is it? Uh, yeah. It's both of ours. We we brewed the amber at Craig's house. Okay. Do you guys brew together? Are these both of these beers together? Or yeah, we okay. we brew them both together. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes awesome. we brew at my house. Sometimes we brew at Craig's house. Um, and we're going in together uh, and starting actually a commercial brewery. Oh. Nice. Talk about it at some point. But, of course, but, yeah. yeah. Cool. Where's that going to be? It's going to be in Livermore. Oh. It's going to be called Shadow Puppet. My hometown. Puppet. Yep. Shadow Puppet. Okay. Yep. Where's uh, Whereabouts in Livermore? Uh, it's right off the First Street exit. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Right by a Lowe's. Yeah. Right by Lowe's. Okay, yeah. Good old Livermore, man. Yep. Mm. So, so you guys will be like the third Friendly, brewery out we'll there, right? We'll be the fourth. The fourth? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the wrong town to leave Livermore. Liver- Livermoreans <laughs> like to drink. <laughs> They yeah. do. They do. They're morons. Yeah. Is They've it? been queued up on all that wine for decades. Now they're ready for some beer. <laughs> Time to branch out. Drink in town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's cool. Well, thanks for coming all the way out here from Livermore. Yeah. And is I'm one of these beers more inspired or more one of your recipes than the other? Because we've got to pit one of you against the other so we can have like you know, <laughs> fisticuffs later on. <laughs> Brian's all about fighting right now. Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. we'll, we can that's, just make yours the American I'll, I'll take Amber. the Amber and you can take the And Craig can be the duel. Okay. There we go. That's fair enough. So how long have you guys been uh, homebrewing? Me, just a short time, probably about two years. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm about 10 years in. About 10 years in, okay. So are you kind of more the driving driving guy behind the recipes, or do you guys work on that together? I'll be more beer. He'll be more everything else. Okay. Okay. You look. You guys look the part. You yeah. look more like a brewer. You've got the beard and the I hair. Shaved. And, I, I shaved this evening. Yeah, and you look like you know what's happening. You have glasses. I'm not. You don't, but you have like you know full glasses, and right. you have the thing. And you're like you know I'm a professional, and you know we have a, a yeah. guy with a beard and a work shirt over here. You always got to have a guy with a beard and a guy with good right? solid glasses. <laughs> really Lee, do. you need to grow a beard, brother. Yeah, I cut mine off years ago. <laughs> Before it was artisanal. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. The artisanal beard. <laughs> It's not hipster now. It's, it's artisanal. Not. Well, we right. do get Warren in here sometimes. He helps make up for either of our lack of facial hair. <laughs> That's right. And JP, of course, too. Well, you know, I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag. Yeah. Hey, good thing you shouldn't. I was telling Bev during the break, I was like, you know what I miss? My hair. Uh, <laughs> it would be good if it came back. He said yeah. hair. Well, at least yeah. he can grow it's a so beard. so nice. Oh. I can't really grow a beard. It's still, like, patchy it's... and dumb. So, <sighs> what do you mean? I can't be nothing. a professional brewer, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Put some Grecian formula in it. It'll just be all more even, and then it'll really look nice. Yeah, the chia pets. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Whatever. Just, just graft chia onto your forehead, right? That'll be good. Yeah. I'll be saving the environment. It'll be amazing. Yeah, you maybe yeah. live off the photosynthesis. I think they make it just for men, for men with no hair but only beard, too. <laughs> like just I just for men. Up. Start rubbing olive oil on your head and see what happens. I was reading an article last night racist? about growing I'm up. Greek? Now you want me to <laughs> no, just about bathe growing in olive out your oil hair naturally <laughs> and eat olives and cheese. And that sounds like you're because really I obviously need to grow more hair. Right, and uh, it helps you grow hair. Olive oil. Yeah, they were like, put it on your eyelashes. Your eyelashes will grow thicker and longer. So rub it on Come your forehead. Come on, <laughs> there's no way. I can imagine <laughs> Bev going Sam pour olive oil in my eyes right now. <laughs> It's been used to to propagate yeast. I mean, you might you may you Let's may do get it. something. So I don't know. Next show, I'm going to bring some olive oil. We're going to rub it on JP's head in a particularly bald spot, and then we'll. So my head. Do, do we get to make a wish after doing that? And then we'll check it at the next show and see if there's any new growth. You're insane. 
Perfect. You know I'm going to go home and do it right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, Taryn's going to be waiting with a bottle of olive oil when you get home. Yeah. 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 I'm like, hopefully I'll mean something altogether different. I'll look up uh, natural <laughs> hair growth on Pinterest. That's where I learned it. Oh, oh well, I didn't know that. So Pinterest is. Uh, when did Pinterest sign up to be a WebMD affiliate? Yes, it is of course true. Yeah, yeah. Pinterest. Yeah. I don't know. Some dingy housewife saw it and was like, "I'm going to reblog this and post it on Pinterest." And whatever. Anyway, uh, let's judge this beer. She All just right. wants bald people rubbing oil on their heads. <clears throat> who doesn't? Yeah. yeah, who doesn't? That's a good question. <laughs> probably a lot of people, actually. Well, you're probably right. <laughs> You're probably right. All right, Brian, start us off, buddy. This uh, American Amber Ale has a uh, moderate citrusy hop note uh, up front. With a, it's got a low kind of spiciness too in the hop character, and um, fairly low caramel malt poking through a little bit, supporting a breadiness in the malt, kind of general uh, base malt character in there, and. Um, the, clean, the esters, pretty clean, fruity esters coming through at a medium, low level, um, not really intense or offensive or sharp or anything. Uh, no no bad stuff, no DMS, diacetyl, acetaldehyde, anything like that. Um, color-wise, it's, it's kind of a medium light amber color, and it has... Uh, the first sample had oh, decent clarity. It had a little bit of haze. This one seems to be... Just a little bit better. I think, was there a difference between the two bottles? They were both poured off of a draft system, right? Uh, poured off the draft system, system. Yeah. okay. Couldn't tell you which one came off first. No, we don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, maybe the first one was, yeah. We're getting the first one now, I don't know. But uh, it does have a tiny bit of haze in there. Uh, low off-white head that faded fairly quickly, too. And um, But, yeah, uh, in the flavor, uh, up front I get, the, again, kind of this medium... Pl- uh, citrusy hop character, fairly pleasant. And the beer overall kind of has, to me, like an American uh, pale ale-like presentation with some elements of the amber that you get. It's like, you know, some amber ales will go really rich toward the malt side. This one's leaning towards the lighter side, uh, both in color and in the the way the malt's coming across. And there's enough hop there that it's kind of you know the even even balance between the hop and the malt i would say you know nothing's really winning the war there they're both just kind of in harmony and, and that's nice um <laughs> some of them can be a little more um it's so nice to malt be in harmony. harmony and that's it's nice nice it's nice <laughs> yeah and when you get into beer judging, like using a word like nice as a beer descriptor <laughs> is really frowned upon yeah. so no no don't listen to yeah no i mean it's just <laughs> You can talk about the balance being nice, though, I think. I think yeah, you can be mocked as being indistinct. Yes, yes. Um, again, some breadiness and some low caramel in here. Um, the uh, the finish, to me, was semi-dry, and the bitterness is medium-low, fairly unassuming. Uh, very clean ale fermentation, and uh, you know both both the hops and the malt linger in the aftertaste. They both kind of blend together again in harmony nice in a nice way (laughs) they're not they're not fighting they're getting along well um so in the mouthfeel it's it's kind of medium light in in the impression of the body uh the carbonation is it's also medium light it's not super uh peppy but it's it's there um i didn't get any real warmth and and no no astringency or anything like that no no harshness it's pretty smooth um you know, not not really super creamy or anything like that, but still fairly smooth and, and easy to drink. Um, overall, it's a pleasant drinking amber ale. Again, leading towards the American pale ale territory to me. Um, it has enough hop there to keep it interesting. And um, the malts that were used were, were pleasant, but you could bump up some of the um, either caramel or some of the other interesting malts you're using in there to give it just a little more color and bump up the maltiness. I think that what's there would stand up well to just a little more of that and it would come across to me a little more as an american amber ale but um you know it's a fine beer no technical issues and uh and well brewed i like i like the hops that were used and and you know again the malt traces were good you just like experiment with some different uh hop addition or malt additions there um something to give it just a slight bit more richness in the malt i would say i give it a, a 37 though i thought it was a really pleasant drinking beer very smooth clean and you know 
the the haze if that went away could also help but uh yeah and bump up the carbonation but it might just be a bottle issue so i forgive that a little bit i you know but yeah thanks for sharing is that something typical you would do um you know is lean a little lighter on the uh, you know the forgiveness side for car for, th- for things like carbonation and stuff so well, we know they drove here in a car <laughs> and that so the beer probably got shaken up so we'll mm-hmm. forgive the clarity issue there um but like in a standard comp they, like forget about just this yeah. scenario too but no uh, you should really we, should be like, be super concerned about it as homebrewers who submit you you should you should be concerned about it and a, a judge is going to knock you down for not having the proper level of carbonation so Okay. Um, yeah, thanks, GP, for reminding me of that. I'm just going to knock this down a couple more points <laughs> here because of what you said. Get the right. hatchet. And yeah. you, you get more concerned no. when the brewer is sitting across the table from you and is heavily armed. No, to me, it was the, it was kind of a medium-light carbonation where it should have been medium, so it was just a minor detraction to me. I can still taste what the intent of the beer is, and it's it's good. Okay, but okay, so it didn't it didn't pull away from from if it was completely I, flat. I would have had to. It would have it would have been a affected difference. a lot of other elements of the beer, and then it would have been a bigger problem. But okay. yeah, it's not there, so it's yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. very nice, yeah, very nice. Okay, yeah. great. I mean, no, not great. Nice, very nice, super. Yeah, Lee. Can it's you, nice. Can you top being nice? <laughs> no. What say. can top being nice? <laughs> really nice. More nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I've got a lemony citrus kind of hop note in the aroma, medium low, not real intense, certainly not IPA level, not less than you get in most pale ales. So that's pretty much what you'd expect for the style. Medium caramel note. I got kind of a yeasty aroma in the nose out of that, which seemed a little out of place. Like, I don't know if it's. The bottle, and this is the first bottle. It seemed like it was shaken up or maybe very, very young. I wasn't sure. There seemed to be more yeast presence in the aroma than I thought should be there. Uh, appearance is light copper, red color, good clarity, a little bit of haze, though. It poured a low off-white head, which faded to a low bead pretty quickly. I thought it could use a little better head retention, but it was very pretty-looking beer. Flavor, medium citrus lemon hop flavor, medium yeasty character, but with some uh, suspended yeast. Seemed to be like maybe it was shaken during delivery or not finished carbonating. Uh, low berry ester. Balance is slightly to malt finish with a little bit of that lemon citrus hop, some caramel, and a bit of the yeast bite in it. Nice kind of honey flavor to it, too, which I really like. Was was actually a very nice touch in the finish. Mouthfeel is medium body, medium low CO2, medium high creaminess, not astringent or hot, a little bit of lingering drying from that yeasty character. All in all, I thought it was a good amber ale. Uh, balanced citrus lemony hops, which is a very nice touch. A yeasty note seemed a little out of place, but that seemed like it was the sort of thing that should be temporary. We'll, we'll nicely grill Craig and, and Brian about this and see what they have to say about it. Um, otherwise, it was a, a good example of the style, not overly hopped. It was a very nicely balanced beer, actually. I gave it a 31. The interesting note is I'd say the second bottle that we – so that was the bottle we judged earlier. The second bottle was open. was is almost entirely missing that yeasty note that I'm talking about. Huh. So okay. I would actually score the second bottle several points higher. I think it's a much nicer beer. Hmm. Um, it is for American Amber Ale, sort of lighter and less hoppy, lighter in color and malt profile, less hoppy than many. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not out of range, but sort of, I would say, less like one of the kind of old school, you know, red tail kind of really big caramel, really hoppy kind of amber yeah. ales. Yeah. More yeah. like kind of a Lagunita censored, which is a little more malt forward, but a lighter malt profile and less less intense on the hops and that's a really good beer so i kind of like this this is a nice beer i think it's a good job so i would i would up this probably i don't know 35 36 points i think for the second bottle with that yeasty bite thing removed mm-hmm. okay so, it's a nice beer good job thank you <laughs> so when do you guys plan on opening uh opening a brewery uh, it'll be late summer early fall okay so you have a you have a spot and you have a system and well, yeah we have a spot yeah okay Awesome, so, and uh, a lot of work to do. Right yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, are you guys in? Uh, uh, you know, y- using this to kind of like find a, 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 a not a pilot a flagship beer, or do you guys have kind of that kind of stuff already? Set? Well, yeah, we're still working on that. I okay. mean, so we just did a, a a tasting panel last week. We had actually seven versions of the amber. Oh wow! Uh, wow, everything from differing yeast, differing malts, differing. Hops, hop schedule. Mm-hmm. Some were dry hops, some weren't. Um, this is a non-dry hopped one, um, and uh, yeah. So, so you know, th- this is something that we're looking at um, as potential flagship. 
Okay. Awesome. TBD. Do you want to <laughs> beat these guys up uh, afterwards, or <laughs> yeah, was we'll it, it fine? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, do you have any questions for the, for the guys? I brought my nunchucks kind of today. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. We we were thinking that the alcohol might have been a little high. Uh, What's it? But six percent. Mm-hmm. I was I was shooting for a more yeah, like like, like five and a half percent five, five and a half, mm-hmm. more yeah. drinkable, more sessionable. It, 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 I would personally appreciate it. Yeah. It, it yeah. hit that yeah. pretty well. So it's, so it's okay. hidden. I guess yeah. that's that's yeah. a plus. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have, it didn't seem overtly alcohol. I wouldn't have guessed that it was six. There's mm. no way. Considering the, the light color and the light um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not sharp at all in the alcohol presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice, actually. Of course, we've been drink, nice. drinking triple IPAs all night, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, and all day. Know. I mean, that's just what we yeah. do. Yeah, We hang out and drink triple IPAs. That and fireball shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right before. <laughs> yeah, because some, some of the feedback on this beer was that it was too rich, and then when we offered mm-hmm. a dry hopped version, that brought it back into balance for a lot of people's Palettes, but yeah, it'd be oh, okay. interesting to I'll taste you. that version. If you, well, that would be uh, if you had American it. Amber B. Well, we have it. Yeah, we have <laughs> let's it. try it. Yeah, let's it, let's it, crack it, some it, open. Yeah, you want to see what happens. Pour it right now. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I don't think that this beer is particularly too rich or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, people may not be expecting a hop restraint like this in an amber ale around here, but I think it's pretty nice. Okay, here goes the uh, dry hopped version. All right. And this is also the same ABV, six percent. Yeah, yeah, yep. same same batch. Just uh, okay, cool. Yeah, like a orangey citrus. Oh yeah. Oh, that's very au courant. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, I say that right? This is a little more said. modern, modern amber ale. Like you know, the other one was leaning more towards uh, towards the, uh, the classic style a little bit. It's yeah. still I, I got substantial enough hop in there and the, the late hops and the the bittering that it's again it was fairly even balanced. It seems like you're you're leaning towards a hoppier version of the style, but this leans like all the way there and it's a little more bold and a little more interesting to me. Yeah, this is bolder, bigger. Actually, it's interesting. It seems more bitter. Um, it does. No, right? all you did was dry hop it, it's just a, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, this that perception business. An ounce of dry hops yeah. per per five. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. not even that heavy a dry it's not hop. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty to... nice. How old is the dry hopping? When, when did you when did you uh, dry hop them? Uh, we're only a couple weeks away. You know, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a, a week's worth, and it's maybe it's ten still, days from that. It's know. still yeah. pretty oh, okay. fresh. Just quick okay. crash, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty fresh beer. This this would stereotypically fit the local market better, probably. Yes, <laughs> what people are yeah are sort of looking at around here. But the other, I think the non dry hop version is also very nice. Yeah, the dry hop. Yeah, yeah I agree. But the, the dry hops give it that. Uh, well, I don't know to be a, a plea, but the the dry hop flavor. You know, the kind Do of the dry hop, not really Oop. grassy, but yeah, kind of just the vegetal, but in a good way. Yeah, and it's um, not walloping over that like right. here's our dry hop. Yeah, it's a nice tornado, ba- but it, yeah. it, it, it's a nice balance between that the kind yeah. of uh, you know crystal malty and then uh, and that. I I I prefer the dry hop. I still yeah, think in the tasting yeah. panel the dry hop won by quite a big margin, but it it was a blind test, so mm-hmm. people didn't know what was what. Yeah, yeah I, it, I still, by far it won. Yeah, I still think you could darken it up just a little bit. Maybe put like a little bit of sure. cri- crystal one twenty or something in there to give it the color. Yeah. If you want to keep that mm-hmm. same malt character, which is again pretty nicely balanced with the hop and especially with the dry hop version, just bump up the color a little bit so it's like kind of more in the medium amber than the medium light um, territory. You know, because this like some some of the pale ales you get could almost be this. You know this. Uh, you know, deep gold, light amber color with the kind of orangey highlights that you see, and you know, especially once it once it clears a little bit more too, it's going to be maybe just a little too light. Did anyone say that in the panel, or am I just a flaw outlier <laughs> data point here, just gone awry? <laughs> it's all you, Brian. We yeah. we did have a beer that had more caramunic and a little bit of roast malt. And what did they did, say about hmm. that? Uh, those got rated last, yeah, and they yes. were much darker. Wow, hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't want to go intense. Like, yeah, just a little. It was yeah. just noticeably there. There yeah. is two to three percent of crystal one twenty in this. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. And some crystal forty. I think this is a, nice. And then a, bis- yeah. a biscuit for Very character. Yeah, just fine, fine points. All of them. I, you know, I, I'd rate this even even better. This is probably you know getting towards forty points for me for the Ambriel beer. Yeah. yeah. 
And if you put it in a bottle with a label saying it's six percent alcohol and call it an IPA, people almost want to object. <laughs> now, are it's, you guys it's not quite yeah. that hoppy? But you know, it's 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 it'd be about this would have been a great IPA in 1997. Oh yeah, right. now it's a really nice amber ale. Do you have plans to do any bottling? Are you going to? Uh, yeah, you good. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of demand for for the local beers when I go into you know the local beer shops and, and mm-hmm. you know they're always saying oh people are always asking about. The local beers and want to want to see them, and some of them will only keg, and others, you know, uh, only bottle specialty things. But if you start doing a regular bottling, you could uh, find a nice little niche for yourselves there. Yeah, I agree. Um, if that's it for this beer, yeah, okay, cool, it it, cool. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for for sharing this, and especially the the dry hop version. Yeah, um, we're gonna take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll try the other beer. Cool. Good. Uh, let me get my things ready. Here we go. Uh, I got my things. All right, everyone, stay tuned. It's Dr. Homebrew. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. High Gravity Homebrewing Supplies wants you to keep it simple. Brewing should be fun. And with High Gravity's amazing electric brewing systems, it is. High Gravity keeps their brewing systems simple, on purpose. More efficient than gas, customizable, and with your choice of one, two, or three vessels, High Gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer, formulate recipes, and improve your beer's consistency. Dave at High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit highgravitybrew.com 
Now, back to the examination. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Just cracking that second beer that we have here. Uh, what is this? A Belgian double? A double, indeed. A double or a double? What's Dubel? the difference? How do you pronounce it? I've never really known. Let's just say double. Let's just say double? I'd say yeah. double. But when you but go I'm... to Flanders and, you know, tomorrow or the next day or whatever. I'll let you know. Are you going to say double or double? I'll just point. You just point and go, that Give one. Give one of those. Yeah. yeah. You'd be one of those people. Like, oh, yeah. here's another American pointing. With my camera around my neck and my Hawaiian <laughs> shirt Please in do that. March. Give yeah. me that do doodle, that. Yeah. dude. <laughs> it's a dude bowl. There you go. New style dude bowl. A dude bowl. Yeah, yeah. Dude bowl and red bowl? That sounds like something else. Look at that color. That's pretty good, man. It is pretty And this yeah. is bottle condition, right? You guys were nervous about this, but it looks pretty clear to me. No, this one this one came off the draft system. It came so. off the draft system, oh. guys. We can drink the bottle condition after. And, uh, was the first one you gave us a uh, bottle condition? No, that was... No, yeah. they're both draft. Okay. They got kind of shooken up. I didn't want to <clears throat> give you cloudy beer. Thank you. So where does this fit in in your, in your profile? Is this going to be like your second, uh, your second beer, or are you just kind of messing around with uh, it? This was... Actually, this was a, uh, a Club Doze project. We, okay. Uh, we okay. raffled off a brew at at my house on the pilot system, and oh, no, this I was heard a, about that. Yeah, a, like okay. a people's choice. They're the the winner's choice was to brew this style. Uh, his name's Chris Gilmer. Okay. Um, good job, Chris. Yeah, good choice. He chose the beer and sent me the recipe. I scaled it up and brewed it, and it seemed worthy of of judging and, and drinking. Brewed at your and, at your yeah. place. Yeah, at my place. Now we yeah. should yeah. talk yeah. about your, your tiny. What that might be. Yeah, the tiny yeah. little the little Mister Beer kit that you have in your yeah, basement. Yeah, what's there. what's wrong with you? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the the yeah. Mad Zimer just did a a, a, bear, a club project on his uh, his system. I think is that where you guys met? Yeah, too? that's where I met. Yeah, that project. Yeah. And uh, we, we did a we brewed a lambic, and it's been souring nicely. I just got to taste it actually a couple weeks ago at the Mad Zimer just meeting. Uh, John Kerber brought some to the meeting, and it's it's coming along nicely. So it's starting starting to get you know a nice little tartness to it, and and you can still taste the wheat in there, which I kind of liked. And it's got you know, it's it's you know well it's probably about what 50, was it fifty percent or more wheat? Or it, so. it was a lot of wheat. Yeah, there's a lot of wheat in there. So. Sounds good. Well, tell but, us about your system. Yeah. What 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 are you brewing? System. If you can imagine like the more beer horizontal 26 gallon pot system I can I'll and then you just stretch it out to 80 gallon pots um that's th- you. Th- that's what it is wow. yeah, a 80 of, gallons the, the same pumps and, that, that's yeah. not your like everyday you don't brew just that's just what no, you no, brew no, is it, 80 it, gallons, it's, a, right? it's efficient at the 20 gallon level still uh oh, okay. with the, yeah. with the geometry so really and then when when I have club friends over we can uh you can scale uh, it up. Scale it up, and it's uh, consistent. And but I mean, yeah. But we, and, as a club, we had to run around and like, how do I connect up this hose? This looks like a real brewery, you know, like this kind of tri clamp latches. It is I'm used to like you know little ru- uh, plastic spigots and stuff. And I don't, you know, I have rubber made coolers at home. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Hand me the screwdriver so I can uh, <laughs> tighten the hose clamp. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty intense, yeah. but a lot of fun. It's Did like, you build uh, that yourself? Uh, slowly, it's like yeah. it, it's been a you know eight year project. I guess it's mm-hmm. been pretty consistently running for the last couple of years, where uh, it's been mostly fun and not too much work. What do you ferment in? Well, actually, that yeah, there has been some work. Uh, it it it, <laughs> it started in um, like early big club projects where uh, uh, Sankey's with the uh, the stem or the mm-hmm. thing pulled out of it. The spear, yeah. sorry, the spear yeah. pulled out of yeah. it. Um, but that would be. You know, for uh, if you're trying to fill a barrel, you know that might be seven or eight Sankey fifteen five kegs. That's mm-hmm. a lot of cleaning, and yeah. as Lee will attest to, that's a lot of inspecting. That's a lot of inspecting. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's hard to see inside of those yeah. things to know yeah, if they're stick a little if the last ferment. Clean out of stick it, a little so. telescoping mirror down there with a with a flashlight, <laughs> gooseneck flashlight, and it's yeah. inspect every centimeter of the surface inside of those kegs. And then, and then we graduated to a, a, a used Grundy tank. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pretty standard in the no uh, conical small bottom, brewery. so it's it's good for one brew, and then you know you lose the yeast, and then yeah, but we could get at least a whole batch or or two into it, and we've done some some big batch imperial beers, and 
uh, barrel aged them, and, and so yeah, I, I think yeah. Craig's got more barrels in his basement. Some breweries I've been to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's growing. It's in the into the garage now with the the, the sour barrels, like, yep. like the Mad Sea barrel. Yeah, that's our fault. Yeah, it's going to happen. Sounds eventually. cool, man. So yeah, so now we need a we need more space. So. So we had to go get a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and if the brewery goes down at some point, you can always just brew at Craig's place. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave something running, yeah, well, man. That's for sure. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, good job. Yeah, so, so the yeah. the double was a, a project, a, a, a two-barrel brew, and uh, the, the winner, Chris, got to mm-hmm. take home, uh, I think we bottle conditioned you know, 30 or 40 gallons for him to take home. Wow. And he had all his friends over. It was a big party, and, and uh, the beer, I think. We'll we'll find out, but I think it turned out okay. So, yeah, yeah. Lee, why don't you uh, tell us if it turned out okay? All right. Um, <clears throat> I got a lot of esters in this beer. It had uh, I picked up in the nose nectarine, banana, apple, um, a little bit of a hint of some plum, some raisin. Uh, it was more heavier on the, the lighter color fruit, the apple, the nectarine, and the apple, the stone fruit kind of aromas, and the plum. There wasn't a lot of that classic sort of double plumminess in here, but there were some. Um, and that's probably fine. Um, definitely had a, a moderate alcohol note with a bit of a spicy character to it and maybe a little bit of heat in it as well, um, which could be interesting as it ages because those characters tend to become more interesting flavors as they grow older, even if up front they might seem a little raw. Um, didn't pick up any hots. A little bit maybe of a dark sugar rummy character, not a whole lot. Um, so in the nose, it was, it was mostly the fruit. It was a big fruit nose in this beer. Um, appearance, it pours a low head, which fades quickly. Um, is a brilliant color. Uh, brilliant, sorry, brilliant clarity. Kind of a light brown red color. Uh, kind of like a medium but very clean penny. Very pretty looking beer. Um, didn't have much head retention. Though. A, very, probably use a very clean penny. A very clean penny as opposed to a dirty penny. That's a good descriptor. There um, you go. You, every once in a while you throw out these new descriptors I've never heard before and I appreciate it. It's improvisation. I'm glad you appreciate it. It's so nice <laughs> to be appreciated. It's very nice. Yes. Continue, please. Thank you. You're welcome. It's very appreciated. <laughs> um... Yeah, last beer of the night. So, flavor. Um, get a lot of esters in here again. Very forward in the ester profile. Same ones as in the nose. Apple, banana. I got some cherry here. Um, a lot of the stone fruit again. A little bit of raisin in the background. Uh, very complex and interesting ester profile. Medium alcohol with an almost hot, spicy character to it. Um, some fairly low but present uh, spicy phenols. That's sort of that classic Belgian white pepper thing in there. Not strong, but it's there. And you don't want a huge amount in one of these beers, but it's nice to have a little, little bit of it there. Um, medium alcohol. Um, okay. And some cherry and raisin again. So probably maybe more from the malts and the esters. A little bit of a tart edge. Not bad. Um, it's probably not, I mean, not like an infection or anything like that. It's clean. It has a little bit of acidity to it. Uh, maybe a little bit of water treatment would help that, or maybe we'll just make it for some more interesting flavors over time. Um, mouthfeel, medium low body, which is pretty good for the style. Uh, the carbonation is almost non-existent in this beer, although the second bottle we're opening now has a little bit more to it, which is helping the flavor a fair amount. Um, but the first bottle was very, very flat. Um, it needed substantially more carbonation. The, the second bottle still does need some more carbonation, but uh, it, it has enough to at least drive the flavors somewhat like it should. And that's actually a key thing for a double because a lot of the, the double is a balance of the alcohol, the carbonation, the dryness, and those phenols is what balances out the malt and the ester. So getting that carbonation level right is actually pretty important, and it really drives the flavors a lot in these beers. Um, other than that, I uh, had a little bit of creaminess, which was nice. Not astringent at all. A little bit of warmth from the alcohol, which you'd almost expect in this beer. Um, good ester profile. So overall, good ester profile. Very complex and interesting. It may not last forever. Um, I've had a couple of Belgians like that. They had that kind of fruit salad, stone fruit dominated ester up front. And when they age, that might turn into other things. But it might get very interesting, actually, over time. Um, the malt bill is very to style. Not as dark as in some and not as plummy. It doesn't have that sort of intense plummy that you might get in a Chimay or the darker flavors you might expect for like a Roquefort 8. But it's just definitely a much lighter example of the style, but I think it's in style and that's fine. Uh, the carbonation, I think, could be improved. You said these were bottle fills 
off of a keg. Off a keg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, probably need to make sure you get the pressure up in the bottle. Chill the bottles, carb bottle from a higher pressure. I'm not sure quite what's going on. We can talk about that. But I, I think that you didn't get the pressure into these bottles you brought in into the proper level here tonight. But that's something that's pretty easy to fix even now. Um, what is left here? Um, a little more time. Might do some interesting things with the, the little bit of alcohol warmth and, and the spicy alcohol character in here and the esters. They might age and turn into some interesting flavors. Um, I'm not talking years, probably months. Didn't you just say it might not age well like a minute ago? The esters may not. The oh. esters may not age well. They'll probably change. It might change into more dried fruit esters or turn into other things or just fade away. But some of the alcohols, you'll try and get a little more of a rose character, which I think you picked up just a touch yeah. of you'll, hmm. you'll talk about. Um, and you'll get some other interesting things like that. How old is this beer? We brewed it, I think, uh, first week of January. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. going to say pretty young. So this yeah. is about six weeks, something it, like it, that. It, the, the bottle condition version has had enough time to condition, but it's, right. it's, still, yeah. it's still a new beer. Yeah. yeah. So I, based on the first bottle, which was kind of too flat, I gave it a 30. The second bottle had a little more carbonation. I'd probably add a, add, bring it up to a 35 or something. Um, and with a few months or some better carbonation, this could actually be a really interesting beer. I think it has some promise to it. So um, it's very young, though, right now. Yeah, yeah almost, almost too young. But it's very nice. I think it's got a, it has a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian? very nice. Um, yeah, this beer is um, – I agree with a lot of what Lee said about it. And the, the two samples have been a little different. So – uh, it does have kind of a big fruit punch impression, and yeah. uh, you know the, the most prominent fruit in it is the cherry like ester that you're getting, and it's it's it tastes like cherry. I mean, you drink it, it's like cherry Seven Up almost, you know, like cherry ale. So, like, is this a fruit beer? Um, but no, so you know, it's 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 all coming from your yeast and and the malts that you've used in the beer, and that's that's nice. It's 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 got a, also a light apple, and I picked up a rose like ester in there too, and or um, which could also be um, you know from a higher alcohol kind of a um, uh, presence from the Belgian yeast that you're using in there. So um, it didn't have any huge obvious spicy quality to it. There was like a very low kind of white pepper, just very background thing. Um, no hops were de- detectable in the aroma. As I mean, as is expected in a lot of these beers, um, no DMS or Dassel or anything like that. The malt is just kind of lightly sweet and fruity in there. And again, appearance-wise, it has a really pretty reddish, uh, light copper color with a low kind of eggshell-colored head and these pinkish highlights in it. It's really pretty. If it just had a little more head, it would have, you know... Uh, had to give it out a two out of three for the the appearance, but I really wanted to give it that three because it was it's just a nice looking beer. Uh, mostly finer bubbles, what is existing in the collar around the edge of the glass there. Um, Flavor wise, it's kind of medium multi sweet up front. It's it's a malt malt balanced beer, but with with uh, yeast elements and fruity elements from the malt also. So a very fruity, prominent cherry. Uh, and it, it does to me, again, like Lee said, lack some of the raisiny and dried fruit characters that I expect from uh, a Belgian double. But uh, you know, has a lot of other things that you do expect. No hop flavor, very, very low bitterness. It's balanced to the malt and that, that fruity character. Um, it has, again, a tiny hint of that light spiciness. I'd like to see that brought up just a little bit. I don't know if that, that's probably not going to come with time. That might just be the way you drive your fermentation. Um, you could bring the fermentation temp up a little bit. I'll, we'll get into feedback later, but yeah. Um, again, very faint peppery and, and clove, just an all totally background, and, and I'd like to have a little more of that. But the fruitiness just lingers into the aftertaste. It's cleanly brewed, and it tastes really nice. Um, it just, I think it's just, to me, just a recipe jiggering that you need to do there to fi- fix it. Uh, not fix it, but like... I hate to say fix when a beer is so clean, but yeah, it's like um, to bring it into the style, more into the style that that, that it's declared to be. Body-wise, medium-bodied with low carbonation. And that, again, that was the first sample. The second sample does have more, like Lee said, and it's, it is driving those flavors a little better. It did have a, 
a nice little bit of warmth in there, uh, not sharp or hot at all, just very smooth. And again, the, you have to play the balancing act. If you do increase your your fermentation temperature to try to, well, you'll drive more esters too, and you you'll you might get a little more of the uh, the spiciness in there too. But uh, you could get some more higher alcohols, which you'd have to let them age out or something. Uh, or you know, but yeah, play with it a little bit. Use different yeasts and see what works best. I'm not sure what yeast was was used, and we'll talk about recipe here. I'm sure in a bit. Um, you know, overall fairly smooth in the in the the mouthfeel. No, no sharp alcohol. Just, just um, you know, floats right over the tongue, and it's a nice little alcohol delivery system. Um, <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, tasty, tasty beer. Again, almost like it has this like cherry, cherry ale impression, like a fruit beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say it, it, this: the weird thought that came to me was like, it tastes like a sour beer but yet that has not been soured you know it's like huh. got that, that okay. fruitiness in the edge of a sour beer but without the you know sure. any, any sourness in it it's not sour uh but it just lacks that the dried fruit fruit uh plum like raisiny qualities that, that some of the best examples have at least a little more of and you could bump up the you know the special the special b or some other uh you know some some um darker munich malt in there a little bit more maybe um you know you can work with the fermentation temperature a little bit um it dropping the fermentation temp might reduce the 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 big cherry ester that we're getting in there and you can get more of the um the raisiny esters or the raisiny qualities from the malt instead and Mm. um you know i'm um but yeah, it's it's a really good beer. It just needs a little bit more of the, um, the spice and the dried fruit character to kind of balance it out a little bit better and and bump up the carbonation from the first. But again, this the second one is driving the flavors better, and I would score it better. Um, I gave it a thirty like Lee on the first pass, but again, I probably come to like him. I would come to probably a, a thirty four or thirty five or something with this one. It's a nice beer, pleasant, smooth to drink, and doesn't scream belgian double to me <laughs> yet but it's it's right. bordering on that and it's, it's, it's got existing. some very promising qualities to it so yeah awesome. tasty beer though thanks yeah good rundown man yeah so i i, I would throw on just sort of one thing on here yeah. so i mean you guys are, are going to take this to a place i mean you're going to start well actually so this was something you you made for somebody who won a contest if you were to go commercial with something like this you know the whole concept of of being narrowly to style, though, having the plummy thing that all the doubles are supposed to have, you wouldn't necessarily need. Right. And sort of this lighter malt profile and that big fruit salad, stone fruit ester actually could make a very nice combination. Mm-hmm. The thing I would, I, you might want to think about was whether you wanted to try and serve this all quick and young, at which point you might want to try and throttle back that a bit if you think if you get too much feedback that it's boozy alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Or if this is something you want to put down the cellar and age a bit you might actually keep it right where it is or even well i hesitate to say drive it more but that that sort of stuff can actually age better and make a more interesting aged beer um so i mean there's some interesting possibilities with a beer like this yeah it does miss the sort of the plummy thing that all doubles are supposed to have but i think on its own merits it's actually a very nice beer yeah i would agree you don't need you don't necessarily need that it's it's a it's a different animal maybe it's a little I don't know, lighter, I guess. What what malts right were in this beer, and what yeast did you use? It's the uh, the five thirty White Labs. I think they call it the Trappist. Yeah, yeast. yeah. we got yeah. it from Black Diamond. Okay, so, so we could get a, a big get pitch, a big pitch. Yeah, ready okay. to go for the for the yeah. big batch. Those guys are great. And I want to say, I, I think the I think the malt ratios were probably on par. We got it, the recipe from a known a known book that, that was <laughs> that was pretty dialed in, uh, or at least Chris did. That, that yeah. does what he wanted to brew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did do one thing that I think may have diminished uh, some of that raisin character from the special B that was in it. Um, we uh, we basically made extract because uh, I was also brewing a triple the same day because mm-hmm. I have the, the need to brew multiple different beers at the same time. <laughs> right? Yeah, for some you reason. have the sickness. You McDonald's yeah, yeah. us through right. there, and, and so, <laughs> you were brewing so another. My, my bright there. idea was to get a very large uh, uh, grain bag yeah. and, and and steep. Uh, these dark malts in ah. and maybe only a certain percentage of those did actually get into your into your tasting cup tonight so yeah um i'll be careful with you know recipes like this where where that that dark malt is super important 
to, to, to the style that maybe they should be in the uh, the bottom of the mash tun and not uh, not in the grain bag, hoping that it all gets a yeah. chance to infiltrate the uh, I, the entire yeah, batch. Yeah, grain bags are tough, especially in a large scale like that. It was, I, it was I mean, pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, the style says, you know, raisiny flavors are common, but it doesn't say they're required, really. I, I think this actually would probably fit be, the style. Yeah, just cherry-like. And it's just the paler end, yeah. And, and as sometimes happens when we're brewing on this system, uh, things came out stronger than expected. And we had the option to uh, – we didn't have any more room in the boil kettle to water it down during the boil. But uh, I, I offered uh, the suggestion of, of watering it down and getting it towards the middle of the style. But it's actually at the tippy-top uh, original gravity-wise uh, yeah. and ABV for, for style. Yeah, I'm uh, feeling the I'm feeling the booze a little bit, <laughs> yeah. not not in the warmth of the mouthfeel, but it's just like it's yeah, it's it's got a nice little. Brian's feeling the love, <laughs> happiness to it. Yeah, it's nice. Happiness. It's very nice. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow, look at you guys are cheersing and everything. <laughs> you guys might need to sleep underneath the counter here. <laughs> yep. Now, that's um, what Bart's for. That's what Bart's for. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys? I mean, I know this is a, a homebrewer's recipe, but uh, if you want to ask any questions about this particular thing or anything life in general life lessons no i think that kind of confirmed some of the things i was okay thinking Uh about the beer cool yeah Yeah. i I think that the general public contrary kind of to what lee might have been saying there could handle this this beer with a little more of the raisiny character and it might just be a personal preference thing of what i like in endoval no i think you're right i think have that dried fruit they could handle it but you don't need it they can't handle it. Or it could be yeah, like, I mean, you know, some, a some, session double, right? Some would prefer this and others would prefer the other. But, you know, there's a reason that the style works and that a lot of them yeah. are pretty raisiny and have a lot of dried fruit character. That just works with that and and a little spiciness to it. That's the one thing that I was I was missing. There's not very much of that. The, the little clove-like and a little more um, phenol in there would, would help to kind of balance out thing. all that fruit that's there. It's so intensely fruity. And it's, yes. again, but, pleasant to drink if you like fruit beers. I don't happen to like a lot of just, you know, it's stra- strawberry cream ale or something. I, I wouldn't order that, but even, I would order even this. Beverly's going to throw <laughs> You could order this. And well, you yeah. could wait a month and those yeah. esters will fade by half easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Brian, now yeah. that you know the, the youth that is of so the beer. Young. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, let's take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to do our little recap, and then uh, and then we're finally going to get out of here. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice recap, too. It'll be very nice. Yes. Uh, Dr. Homer, everyone, back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew nico brew will rock your f-ing face right the f- off your f-ing skull five dollars shipping to all 50 states plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on nico brew's great selection of hops and more whether you're a home brewer a pro brewer or a homebrew shop owner nico brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small single orders spot buys or full contracts and there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere holy shit nicobrew.com n-i-k-o-b-r-e-w nico brew your bare bones buddy in the brewing business admit it 
Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Limited time only. Enter promo code BNARMY during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back, everybody. The wrap-up version of Dr. Homebrew, which is, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty fast right now. We're going to just run through the uh, Amber Ale Right. But don't fast. forget, um, if you got a beer, send it. Yes. Send it to yeah. JP. Or get in touch with JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, right? Yes, please. Yes, please. That's correct. Because we want your beers. We do. Yes. We want all your beers. Yes. Every day. Every day, all the time. And now... Brian. Yes. Let's recap. Um, I like right. both those beers. Either way, it's fine, man. Whatever. We liked we liked the beers. The American Amber to me came out a little bit ahead uh, as far as having a lot of the characters that you want in an American Amber Ale. It was a little light for a style, but it was just very cleanly brewed, brewed, very pleasant, very smooth, and it had a nice uh, the dry hopped version, especially had a had a nice balance between the the malt and the hops. Uh, again, I, on in either of them, I would bump up the. Uh, the malt a little bit, but um, uh, that's just maybe also a personal preference. The uh, the double was interesting. The first sample was almost completely flat. The second sample had a little more pep in the um, the spritziness to it, and it gave an, a a nice balance between uh, you know some of, some of the elements that are there. The fruitiness playing off the light spiciness and 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 the light raisiness that was there. So. Again, we would bump up the raisin raisininess and bump up the spiciness a little bit okay. by playing with your fermentation and your yeast that you're using in there. And uh, but you know, again, to style, it doesn't have to be intensely raisiny or dried fruit like or plummy. Uh, it can be 
like this to me it was just a balanced thing i would have preferred it to have a little bit more of that so again great great beers thanks for sharing them with us yeah i appreciate it and uh so uh go ahead what's your uh, brewery name going to be again or it is right now right <laughs> and it's, what's yeah, yeah. it's shadow puppet brewing company shadow puppet brewing how company. did you come what's up with the that inspiration for the name yes uh it's really tough coming up with a name for a brewery right all the brewery names then all the beer names yeah you're advised to not go anywhere near then yeah. all the winery names and all the wine names uh, and then all the big daddy names like coca-cola's flavored waters yeah. and all that stuff so right there's this very, is what was left it, yeah there, there's a very small <laughs> it's down universe to we got shot down several times oh, yeah, did you? We, we had many amazing names well and, we're, we're, give me a couple just out of well, like uh well artisan with a z uh-huh. um couldn't even use your last name yeah, can you can do Blackburn Brewing Company? Oh wow! A winery in California. Uh, so eventually, we ended up at Shadow Puppet because of my daughter. We were hanging out, and she did a Shadow Puppet thing, and she didn't even know what it was called. So I said, "You know what that's called?" She said, "Shadow Puppet." And when I heard her say it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" No, he's like, "There you go, cute." But right. I got to go run upstairs and do. <laughs> Hold a on, let me get my computer. Yeah. yeah. So, well, then you can use me, honey. Call my attorney. Yeah, you Wait. can say that it ties into Shadow Cliffs right there. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right you there. Mean, yeah. You, right. Mean, exactly. you haven't heard of the Shadow Puppets Kvass Brewery in in, in Wyoming? <laughs> <laughs> How I dare you, people? <laughs> God. The Schattenpuppen in Germany. <laughs> well, hopefully, you guys will come back on when you when you open. Come on the session and talk about the the beers and we can do that whole thing yeah, yeah. Actually, cool. this is the second month in a row someone has come on the show to announce a new brewery that's true we had nico, yeah, nico on last, on. last yeah. month yeah from nico brew nico yeah brew. yeah that'll be fun yeah. i can't wait nice. for his beers yeah. i'm sure they'll be hoppy great <laughs> no doubt <laughs> hoppy yeah. beer yeah, all right, so let's do some housekeeping real fast. So, uh, because you guys are the only guests, you guys both win not only the grog tag, at least your beer will look good, $40 gift certificate, but you win the prize pack from highgravitybrew.com. It's pretty Super. cool. Super. And you get some uh, some cool swag from fivestarchemicals.com. Nice. Super awesome. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, since you're professional brewers now, you can distribute them amongst your club or, you know, do whatever you guys or can they get the XL package for the, uh, yeah, exactly. the 80 XL package? It up to the five-gallon <laughs> PBW. Yeah. yeah. That would probably oh, be yeah. real nice. Yeah. Here, here's two ounces yeah. of PBW. Oh, well, that'll well, last for one-tenth of a batch. The five-gallon star sand with the pump dispense handle. Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Got no. it. Got it. Craig already has that. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, before we leave, I want to tell you about the AHA. If you have not signed up for the AHA, you are missing out. You get some cool periodicals like Zymergy. You can vote in the elections, which are happening now. You can also uh, enter the National Homebrewers Competition and uh, try to win some some uh, everlasting glory. But more importantly, you really help uh, the the spirit and sport of homebrewing, if you will, uh, to further and grow and expand and and uh, you know become what it's been. More importantly yet, you can join us in San Diego for the National Home Brewers Conference. Yeah, come down. You have to be a member to go. You you, do. I mean, I think, uh, did they just close the window for... Registration, I think they, they might did, have, like but probably. Ago. Hopefully, if, you're already if you're registered. If you're not there already, it's next year. Sneak next in, but next year, go yeah. next year. Yes. Or, but you can still come down and maybe get some of the social packages, like B and A ten. Our anniversary right. party will be that Wednesday oh, yeah. or Tuesday or something Definitely. like that. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, you guys should. Well, I don't know if you guys are on the list yet. We'll see. Um, you know. Yeah, I was I'm, told I couldn't get on the list. You're right. But yeah. Brian might be. You got to. me into previous versions of the BN before we were even on the BN. I was like yeah. up in Seattle, like, hey, hey, can you sneak me into this party? And JP's like, yeah, sure, asshole. Sure, whatever. it's fine. Yeah. Come you do whatever you want. You should have said that because I told them I'll make no. you pay it back in blood later. But yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, the, the blood will happen soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I think we're ready, right? We're ready. Yes. We did our stuff. So, uh, Brian, tell me about this song I'm going to play because I actually wrote it down. So I'm actually going uh, this to do is, it. Uh, my brother's band with his uh, girlfriend Susie, and it's called Dance Attic. And they recorded a version of a classic Brewing Network song, uh, penned, I believe, by Steve Castleman. I believe so, yeah. Called Pale Ale is a Friend of Mine. Pale Ale is a Friend. We haven't played that song on the show in forever. It was recorded with one mic in her little cabin in the middle of the woods in nowhere, Wisconsin. Yeah. And so the video, the audio quality should reflect that. But I think, it's, I think it captured it nicely. It gives it a nice Good. little. Nice little uh, ambiance to the song. Well, I like nice ambiance. ambiance yeah. yeah, it is. It is very nice. Um, okay, everybody, thank you very much, uh, Brian and Craig. Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having. Cheers, you guys. Been great, and uh, thanks for bringing the beers. Best of luck. They were great. Yeah, um, good luck to you. Yeah. 
And we'll see you guys on Dr. Homebrew next time. Yeah.